getting the instructions from his spiritual master to uh, print books. Srila Bhaktisiddhanta stressed so much that uh, the, his disciples, when they were living in uh, Ultadanga originally, in a very poor section of Calcutta, were going out preaching and selling books on a, on a regular basis. And then when they moved to a large temple which had big marble and nice rooms and everything, they started fighting over whose room was whose and everyone forgot about preaching. And, and Srila Bhaktisiddhanta said, we were better off in Ultadanga. And uh, I can remember back in uh, St. Louis when uh, Surdas, when we, when we moved from an old uh, uh, run-down, ranshackled temple in, uh, in St. Louis, on uh, Laclede to Lindell Boulevard. Uh, a few years later, there was a little more overhead, and we'd be out on Sangerton, and Sir would be saying, "We were better off on Laclede," <laughs> because uh, you know his focus was just just try to you know get the books at the lowest cost and distribute them as much as possible uh, to people. There's just one uh, section in the uh, Srimad Bhagavatam. Um, talking about the legacy of um, distributing books, and I just—it's just one paragraph. First of all, let me offer my humble obeisances, humble, respectful obeisances under the lotus feet of my spiritual master, His Divine Grace, Sri Srimad Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Goswami Maharaj Prabhupada. Sometime in the year 1935, when His Divine Grace was staying at Radha Kund, I went to see him from Bombay. At that time, he gave me many important instructions in regard to constructing temples and publishing books. He personally told me that publishing books is more important than constructing temples. Of course, those same instructions remained within my mind for many years. In 1944, I began publishing my Back to Godhead, and when I retired from family life in 1958, I began publishing Srimad Bhagavatam in Delhi. When three parts of Srimad Bhagavatam had been published in India, I then started for the United States of America on the 13th of August, 1965. I'm continuously trying to publish books as suggested by my spiritual master. Now in this year, 1976, I have completed the seventh canto of Srimad Bhagavatam and a summary of the tenth canto has already been published as Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Still, the eighth canto, ninth canto, tenth canto, eleventh canto, and twelfth cantos are, not yet, are yet to be published. On this occasion, therefore, I am praying to my spiritual master to give me strength to finish this work. I am neither a great scholar nor a great devotee, I am simply a humble servant of my spiritual master, and to the best of my ability, I am trying to please him by publishing these books, with the cooperation of my disciples in America. Fortunately, scholars all over the world are appreciating these publications. Let us cooperatively publish more and more volumes of Srimad Bhagavatam just to please his divine grace, Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasati Thakur. So, Srila uh, Vyasadeva's given the Bhagavatam and is passed down like a, a nice mango from the top of the tree from one hand to another so it's completely intact and it's being passed down to us directly in the form of these transcendental literatures and 
in the Shri, in the Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, it's described the mood of the Panchatattva in, dis, in distributing love of God, that they plundered the storehouse of love of Godhead and distributed its contents uh, without considering who was a fit or unfit candidate. And the more they distributed, the more they plundered the storehouse, the more they gave it out, the more the storehouse increased. It became larger and larger. So these transcendental literatures are the legacy of our spiritual master, Srila Prabhupada, and they're the fruits of love of Godhead. And the amazing thing about it is that the more we give them out, just as Prabhupada gave out to his uh, disciple, and he had one copy, said, here, take it. Uh, and the whole principle, Prabhupada brought the books and just distribute them, make sure they go out. The more that's done, the more everything increases. The more the Krishna consciousness movement increases, Prabhupada said, uh, more and more just print as many books in as many languages and distribute all over the world. The mood of plundering the storehouse of love of Godhead, getting your hands on these transcendental fruits of love of Godhead and just getting them into people's hands and, and letting them take them home. And after that, it's up to Krishna in a lot of ways. I mean, you don't have so much control over where the book goes after someone gets it. Uh, that has a lot to do with the spiritual living entity and Krishna himself after the person gets the benefit that you're passing on to that living entity by taking the book home. So there are uh, so many devotees here that have so much experience in preaching Krishna consciousness and, and uh, uh, distributing books in many different ways uh, in uh, directly uh, approaching people one-on-one, -on -one, talking to them a little bit about the book, explaining to them a few things about it, and then trying to engage them, take the book, give a donation. Other people have done uh, book tables where they stand and they wait for the people to come over and they just preach to them really nicely, give them a really nice impression uh, as much as possible, make friends with them, and then interest them in taking some books. And uh, I mean, there's, there are many, many different innovative ways to distribute books. Um, so there are also many, many nectarian stories that devotees in this room have of uh, encounters with uh, people when they're on Sankirtan. And I love hearing those because they actually illustrate the uh, whole process of Sankirtan as being the yoga process. I was talking to um, Danisha Prabhu a little earlier and she was saying how when she goes out on Sankirtan and she's you know talking to one person after another she feels like you know it's like on a battlefield and uh, it's almost like uh, the the process of, of yoga is taking place right before her eyes that you know you have to control the senses you're preaching Krishna consciousness you're trying to see every living entity as a as a spiritual person when you're as a spiritual entity when you're trying to introduce them to these uh, literatures so um, I wanted to ask some of the devotees here to talk about uh, some of their realizations and some of their uh, some of the things that have happened to them when they are on Sankirtan and um, just yesterday I was talking to Savas and he said that uh, he was out in the airport and um, can you tell that story about the man who was in a big hurry and he was just running past with his that you just told me yesterday? Yeah, uh, we were out last Friday. I was out last Friday with Sir, and uh, it was a pretty tough day. 
Yeah, I, I really liked hearing what you tell people. What what were you, what'd you say? That's, when I heard that yesterday, I was thinking on the category of the Panchatapa not considering who's a fit or unfit candidate. So I think uh, everyone's had the experience of going out, going out to preach, taking a bag of books out, and thinking, you know, looking at the people, uh, wow, that person looks a little angry today, you know, <laughs> or this person looks, you know, pretty much in a hurry, or, you know, that person's not qualified. And amazing things happen, like what Savas is saying, sometimes when you just fix your mind almost in a mechanical way and say, okay, no discriminating here, we're, we're going to talk to everyone, you know, as they come through. It doesn't, we're not picking and choosing here. And uh, Krishna sends some amazing people. Danishta was telling me a little earlier how um, sometimes she feels like Krishna sends her the right people. Do you want to talk about some of the um, experiences you have? In, there's so many. LA is really unique. When you go to LA airport and you steer your books there, and I was just one one incident happened. Uh, this boy, he had uh, he looked kind of like he's wearing Indian clothes. He was American, had a beard, he had a little top knot, hairdo, and uh, one of those type personalities. So I uh, I was just approaching everyone like so what so I was probably said, and I saw him and I thought, well, this might be a spacey interaction, but I'll I'll try it. So I stopped him, and uh, I noticed he had very drab, you know, kind of shabby clothes, but he had these brand new, very expensive Italian shoes on. So, so uh, I asked him, I gave him the Bhagavad Gita, and he said, oh yes, I know about Krishna. And I was just, I just uh, flew in from India transcendentally. I meditated from one mountain to this mountain, and then I came here. And it was uh, right away, I said, I might be in for a very strange interaction here, but I'll still go for it. So, so he said, you know, in 1969, I met the first devotee on uh, Hollywood Boulevard, I think, somewhere here in Los Angeles, and there had been an earthquake the day before. So everything and all the buildings were shaken up. And he said that devotee had incense, and he was trying to sell me incense. And he, at that time, I had no money. And he told them, I have no money, I'm sorry. 
So the boy uh, backed off a little bit, and then he came back and he said, how about a cookie? So, uh, and he said, I told you I have no money. And uh, the boy, he, and he walked away from him a few yards. And the boy yelled, and he said, but these are free. And so the man turned around and got free the cookie. So he walked very quickly to get the cookie. And then he heard this huge explosion behind him. And he turned, they both turned around, and exactly where he had been standing, there was this huge plate glass window that had fallen from like a few stereo stories up. It would have completely annihilated the man. He said, so I think that's worth some donation. He said, I think that's worth some donation. So he put on this huge bowl of, of lachi, and he gave me a $50 bill. Mahaprabhu, you were telling us. Sachi Tanoi. Sachi Tanoi, sorry. Hare Krishna, sorry. Sachi Tanoi, yesterday you were talking about um, the way you approach people. And I've seen you, you know, when you're uh, going and talking to people. Can you share some of your realizations just about, uh, you know, what the process of going out there and, and uh, distributing books is all about? And, and what do you tell people practically? Can you hear? Go. Okay. Before, before I forget, a little loud. Before I forget, this story. story stuff. Yeah. Happened. Yes. Uh, one time I was a student in books at a similar Bhagavatam to one uh, person, and I was explaining the book shortly, and suddenly a man came behind me, and he stopped and looked at the book, and he looked at me, and, and in a way that you know, I thought he must be a Christian. Usually, you know, this is the kind of person that gets close. Speak up or, just a little bit. Or kind of like, a, you know, like a, someone who went to obstruct the distribution. So this person was so interested, so he just kind of walked away. So then uh, the man says, uh, can you tell me something about the book? And I said, yeah, sure. He says, where is this book coming from? And he grabbed me by the hand. So I thought, this is very strange. He says, don't be afraid. He says, actually, he says, I, before, you, before I was going to say, I think I know what about it's some kind of a spiritual book. I said, yes, you're right. So he said, listen, don't don't uh, take your time. And I know you're collecting donation. I know you want some money. I'm going to give you $20 in advance. Can you please take your time and explain it? So we went on for about like 10 minutes. And the man suddenly he says, you know what? In my home, nobody understands me. Everybody thinks I'm crazy. Everybody thinks I'm, I'm just like, uh, you know, every time I want to bring some topic of a spiritual life, my whole family brings me down. So, anyway, we agree to a point that this book will, I say, whenever you feel down and you're in trouble and you feel like, you know, that everything is going wrong for you, you just look up to a book and you find a friend, you find something to comfort yourself. And then he brought a book home and back home. I mean, about three weeks from a month later, one boy says, there's one lady calling me. And, uh, and I say, yeah, I don't know anyone by his name. So I disregard his call. Second time, she called me back again. I said, there's one lady calling me. So I went to the phone. And she said, are you uh, Mahaprabhu? I said, Mahaprabhu, how can I help you? 
she said, uh, well, we have a little trouble here, because I think you are one of the persons who distributed a book to my husband. And from that time on that you distributed this book called uh, Bhagavatam, the only thing he says is Bhagavatam and your name, which is Mahaprabhu. Bhagavatam, Mahaprabhu. And he says, these are my only friends, but he was saying that. So she said, I think I'm going to bring my husband to the psychiatrist. And I say, no, 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 no. <laughs> I say, we can help you now. Actually, I think, uh, you know, I said, we can be a good psychiatrist for your, for your, for your husband. And then uh, I started like, keeping in touch with them, and they became more like classified. And I explained about the genuine of the food and everything. And the lady after that became very enlightened, very peaceful. From that time on, we became friends. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Right. Jai, how do you go? I have another short story before I forget to that. Usually at the airport, we have a group of Hindi students books with uh, notes who get very nasty, uh, very uh, inimical. And along with that, we have other groups too, like uh, the soldiers of the trust. We used to sometimes at that time break ourselves on different things. So. As the time went on, they had the great fortune to find a nice devotee like Vaishishev. And uh, this uh, lady, Matthew, who was a soldier of the cross, was collecting money also. She said that, she says, if it wasn't for, for William, ah. you know your name, she said, who actually turned all the way around and way of thinking about the Hare Krishna's being at the airport. Because they also have a big community like the Hare Krishna's, and when they go back, they talk about so they mentioned that you were so nice and uh, very personal, very charismatic. But then she started preaching to the whole group. So eventually this lady uh, met other people like that. Uh, to the point that one of them became very interested in reading her books. And one day I found her with a, reading the, the Bhagavad Gita with a, another cover, another Gita. And I said, what are you doing? She said, because if they see me, they
Did everybody, could everybody hear what he just said? Because I think it's a really important point about uh, going out and preaching. It's, it's not necessarily that you have to be articulate and you don't have to even uh, be able to have, you know, you may not even speak English perfectly or, you know, in any way you can go out if you're sincere and you just want to make, you know, the book available to people and just benefit them in some way and you carry that feeling with you, then uh, Krishna will send the right people and the interaction will take place. I know there's a, a story about uh, Tripurari uh, Swami when he got first started with book distribution, Sarvabhoma uh, was telling him, he asked him, how many, um, how many books are you doing every day? How many big books? And Tripurari said, uh, I'm not doing any, I'm just taking out BTGs. And Sarvabhoma said, no, no, you have to take out some big books and they'll automatically distribute themselves. Just take them out with you. So, um, Tripurari Maharaj said he was sitting there thinking one night, okay, well next day I'll take out a book with me, a big book, with my BTGs. And he stuffed it in his book bag and he completely forgot about it all day. And he was out in a lot distributing BTGs and somebody came up to him at the end of the day and said, well, what's that one in there? <laughs> what's that book in there? No, no, way down in there. And uh, it, he said, oh, this one. And she, yeah, that's the one I want. So. Um, Sometimes a lot of it is just making yourself available and uh, let Christian do the rest. I've had times uh, being out on Sankirtan when uh, it's a really rough day and, you, and <laughs> you're, you're finding that uh, you're running into a brick wall, so to speak, and uh, you know, just sort of sitting there, you know, okay, I'm just going to be quiet for a while, I can't take this, sit down with a book, and uh, somebody comes up and go, oh, what are you reading there, you know, well, what do you have? You know, so it's like you, you just can't get out of the way of, of the, uh, the people who are supposed to get the books. And I remember um, when, uh, when I used to do Sankirtan with Naikatma, we used to uh, really um, be amused by the fact that we could barely even hear what Nike was saying to people. I mean, he'd be standing there, like we'd be running around trying to like, think of all types of things to say to people, to get them to take a book. And uh, we'd watch Naikama, and he'd be doing twice as many books as us, and he'd be like, kind of standing over there mumbling to somebody. <laughs> and we'd always be joking, it's like, well, here's how you do books. You just go up and you go, mum, 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 And then they'd give you money, and they walk away with the book. <laughs> and we were always amazed at that, that uh, there are so many different styles and ways of doing books. I know at some point, you know, we had some thoughts of maybe putting together a manual, like, well, here's how, specifically how you do books. And um, it, was a, it was a great idea, but then Prabhupada said, no, each individual devotee has their own genius. And um, I think those uh, little bits of genius come directly from Krishna. And some of the things that, that is such annoyance, and Savas were just talking about what they tell people when they're on Sankirtan. Just the few things when you introduce the, uh, the deity to people, when you hand it to them, and you're just introducing them to Krishna. Um, the few uh, uh, little words or lines that most devotees say, you know, this is my mantra, that is what I tell people. It always feels like that is revealed by Krishna. You go out and you meet people and you talk to them and you hear other devotees, what they're saying, you know, how they're presenting the book. Just watch some other devotees and, and try a few things. Well, what did that person say? Well, let me try it and I'll say the same thing. I'll imitate that. And maybe you refine it a little bit. One day you find someone says, no, I'm not interested because of this. 
and then you change it a little bit, and then it, it transforms into how you like to present the, the, uh, the books to people. And that comes directly from Krishna, that, that type of inspiration. And uh, all it's required really is just going out and trying to make them available to people, just stop and talk to people. Another um, topic that was on the list was innovative methods of distributing books. And I'm interested to hear and, uh, of uh, people, uh, devotees in the room, who have ideas or ways that they've distributed books uh, that um, may not be you know, going to an airport and, uh, or on a street corner and talking to people. Uh, does anyone have any, uh, anything they'd like to say about that? You, uh, you've done like uh, book tables, Marco, right? Yeah. How how was? Could you talk a little bit about that? How you've you know I know you've you know set up tables and you've preached to people in that way too. That's an amazing thing that, uh, you know, she was telling people too, this is, I mean, you could tell people something so simple as this is about your higher power, or, you know, and, and how to get in touch with it, and people can really appreciate that, because uh, they are actually spiritual souls trapped in a material body and suffering in the material world, so presenting that, uh, you know, as straightforwardly as possible, 
uh, sometimes has amazing effect. In fact, it always has amazing effect. Uh, if you're as straightforward as possible, you um, you find that that people are actually attracted to that because it's being as straightforward as possible means you're presenting it as purely as possible uh, in many cases. And I, I know um, sometimes when um, has anybody had an experience where somebody uh, got a book or something and then they came back because uh, they they wanted a little more clarification. <laughs> yeah, so, well, I know um, what I started doing after a while, uh, I mean, was just uh, completely confronting people and telling them exactly what was going on. And it, it seems to, to work very well because uh, some people came, uh, come back and said, well, wait a minute, is this a religion? And rather than saying, well, no, I mean, what's your definition of religion? I mean, you know, what do you, yeah. uh, instead of doing that, um, what I've been saying recently is, you know, people come back, well, is this, this looks like religion. Is this religion? It's, oh, yes, this is very religious. Are you religious?